Everyone, welcome to the 31 Days of Dread. This is day 29. And if you're not familiar, the 31 Days of Dread is the Dream Warriors annual podcast event where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October in celebration of Halloween because we like candy and gore. But look, you already hear those scary sounds. That music has crept in. Let me just fade away and we can get to it because today we are talking about the 1909 Phantom of the Opera. That, it's a tale as old as time. That's how old this saga is. Let's get to it. Wow, how does it feel, everyone? Like, we're, we're nearly done. We, got, uh, we have another two left. So what, what's coming after? How, how do you follow this up? Because this movie... It's pure 90s, it's pure gore, it's pure over the top. Uh, we, we, like, what do you do? Because I almost feel like this, uh, this should be, uh, day 31, because it is, this movie is such a high note. But tomorrow, in fact, will be The Bride of Frankenstein, and the day after, the final day, the Wednesday, the 31st day, will be... Oh, will be. I'm so sorry. <laughs> will be the, the Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix original series. Yes, all 10 episodes have been watched. And thank you. Thank you for doubling up. I'm thanking myself last weekend because otherwise it would not be possible. But yes, yeah, so if you're, not, if you're not familiar with me and who I am, I'm Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad. You can find me on social media, a.k.a. Pad, Twitter, Snapchat, a.k.a. Pad. Ugh. 13 on Facebook and Instagram, uh, aka Pad69 on the Xbox if you're, if you're familiar with such things, and aka Pad on Patreon, which means that you can donate, you can help fund original content, you can help fund this very show, because we need things, we need things like more hard drives, we need more storage space, better mics, uh, I would like to start paying some of my contributors for being here, giving them a little bit something as a, as a thank you. Your money helps drive this. I would like to travel and talk to individuals about the Dream Warrior revolution that's happening. What is the Dream Warriors revolution? It's long-form film conversation because lives change, people change, you and I change. And sometimes you hate a movie, and then later you love it. And I like documenting it. I like analyzing that sort of thing. I like watching a movie and not talking about it immediately. I like letting it sit. And this is actually a case of that. Since, since I tripled up on episodes a week ago, uh, I was able to slowly digest not only this movie, but the entire Phantom of the Opera franchise. We'll just call it a franchise. And it really blew me away. I forgot how old of a story this is. It goes back to 1909. The silent movie is 1925. And it's a, it's a two-hour-long silent movie. And then, like, essentially it became a musical. And... The musical is what really uh, solidified the character at that point in, in the hearts and minds of people. It, it, you know, the silent film was always there. Uh, Remco, uh, the Tory manufacturer and model company, did a line at one point of Universal Horror Monsters. And they included, look, we had our heavy hitters, but they included Fame of the Opera, uh, who was a glow-in-the-dark figure at the time, and, you know, in this lineup. And, like, technically he's not a original Universal monster, but he it, sometimes he's lined up with them. So, the character itself 
uh, is an adaptation, so he's just like Dracula and Frankenstein, and he's not original, unlike the Wolfman and the Mummy, you know, the, and the, the Mummy's been my favorite of all of them, but, so what, what drove me to this, and it, it was, it was two things, so I've been, you know, talking with Norm more and more, Norm just bought a house, uh, he calls it the money pit. <laughs> it's I, every time I talk to Norm, there is literally a new horrific issue that has um, spurred up, and it's it's somewhat heartbreaking. Uh, watching, listening, talking to Norm, uh, kind of go through. It's not really watching and listening, but but sharing some of his pain. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks when you buy a new place and it's nothing but but issue. Hey, technically, I, I dodged the bullet not purchasing the Dream Warrior Studio. I did dodge a bullet. I believe that. I dodged a huge bullet. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, Norm and I, we, we fire back, like, obscure horror movies. And, and there's one that he suggested that I really do want to talk about. And it's, it is available on YouTube for free, but I don't like to promote that. We'll talk about that later. Not this episode, though. But I hit Norm up, and I'm like, hey, did you ever watch the, the Robert England um, Phantom of the Opera? Because Norm's met Robert, uh, I think, a couple times. He's got a few pictures with him. I think he actually hung out with him at, at like, a VIP event. Uh, Norm, nothing but good things to say about him. So I know he's he's a fan. And he Norm wrote back, and he goes, I tried to get into it a few times. I just couldn't. Um, but and I'm like, look, I think I'm going to watch it. Like I, I'm watching this movie. Uh, I kind of feel like I have to because I did have a recall when I was gearing up and doing the initial lineup and searching for this movie. My recall was that I re- I just remembered this movie being bloody and gory. I was not allowed to see it. I was not allowed to watch it. It was somewhat regulated by my parents. And it was considered like somewhat sexual, somewhat of the same um, memories kind of like faded in uh, right before I watched Cat People. Because Cat People, again, like I got hit with these like, you know, these, I don't want to say like they're false memories, but, you know, kind of talking about them, they they feel like them now. (laughs) But no, I remember Cat People having this reputation of being like very violent and sexual and you couldn't watch it. Um, so, Cat People delivered, this movie delivered. If if we all know, if you all know, like, the basic story of Phantom of the Opera, this is why it's important. And tell me where you heard this before. Because, again, it's a troupe. It's, it's, it's a character arc. It's a situation. It's something that was created in 1909 that is still used today. But a, a man, a person, sells his soul <laughs> for fame and fortune. And... And in so, he's cursed. And look, we have iterations of this, and we have, um, like, you know, like, I'm thinking Spawn. Spawn is just like Phantom of the Opera. We have Phantom of the Paradise, the the um, Brian De Palma movie. That's almost like a punk rock version of this. But it's it's more of a adaptation and a take more than a uh, like a stripping you know spawn just strips the phantom out of the phantom and the the core concept which is selling your soul to get something you know like selling your soul to the devil to get something in return you know like that's the hook for spawn and that's the you know that's at the core that's the hook for phantom and then along the way it's like it's like this love 
intertwined love, which is very Dracula and very the Mummy. So the Phantom, uh, the Phantom on a thematic level, perfectly fits into this block of characters now, and and it's just it's so interesting that. Uh, again, like not much has been done in bringing these characters together on the big screen outside of like Van Helsing, Monster Squad, and, and I'm really struggling for for what else to collect and have like a cohesive thread that that explains it all. So this movie, okay, flashes forwards and backwards. It's it's modern day, so it's it's you know somewhat in the. Uh, 90s 90s big city we can say new york we can say chicago detroit doesn't matter it's 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 a city in the 90s and then it flashes back and the movie projects like the narrative in such a fun way and and i say fun because I, every time they were flashing forwards and backwards i was like i was so into it and, and to me that's one any rumbling you're here um <laughs> we got some guys working uh the construction crew is still dissecting the set from 17 Bridges. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the Dream Warrior Studio, was used for a big Hollywood movie called uh, 17 Bridges, uh, starring the Black Panther guy, Gambit, the Baroness, uh, Keith David, you know, from The Thing and Armageddon, and the, uh, the voice of Spawn, two, ref- two Spawn references today. Uh, but anyway, so they're, they're working. I have to record we're gonna just all have to be adults and uh, deal with but yeah so robert like this movie is like perfect for robert england because again it's full makeup he this is his finest acting job this is better than any freddy movie freddy uh is what somewhat one note this character is deep and he's tortured and he has a voice and he has something to say and there's something that he's trying to correct um, this really comes through in, in his performance. It's 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 accentuated in the performance because the story is like it flows and it's that solid. So essentially, he's like a modern day you know like producer. He's funding operas. He finds his you know his soulmate, his the spirit of the woman he loved is somewhat reincarnated in this this new opera singer, and his music now is what binds. The, the two spirits together and holy crap like what a deep idea for any age i think of all the versions this is the version i would want someone to watch i don't want someone to see the musical i don't want someone to see the silent film i want someone to see this i don't even want someone to see phantom of the paradise which i'm a huge fan of i think this is the version of the movie because it pulls in the modern day and better like than most and this dude when i say bloody and i say gory the phantom literally decapitates people <laughs> okay the phantom rips off heads he is somewhat of a crime fighter okay he's shot like a crime fighter he is shot uh with a cape he's shot in silhouette okay there's tons of backlight it's awesome okay now his face is dismembered scarred gory red shiny and we see it. We see him dealing with his face, with his scarification throughout the years. Okay, we and we we see how he um, 
maintains it so he's like stitching pieces of skin together that he gets from like some of his victims and then eventually at the end of the movie he has more of a like prosthetic that is the perfectly molded for his face that's a quick fix uh you know and that's kind of cool okay and, and again like these things i was not expecting this movie passed me over for too long uh, I urge Norm to watch this movie. Th- this movie is such a joy. It's such a pleasure that it. I literally kind of pretty much watched this movie for two and a half days with other Phantom. Uh, Netflix has one. Uh, Amazon Prime has this and the silent version. And I was really able to go through them all and dissect and compare. Now, I don't want to go too deep into the silent too deep into the the musical version that netflix has Uh, the musical version i think netflix has was 2004 that might have been the last time a big budget version of this movie actually like tried to have an impact um way overdue okay because we're we're approaching 2020 here (laughs) hey the wachowskis uh their their production studio just shut down and um you know a good amount of people lost their jobs and uh they they should have been working on this but they were working on the robin hood reboot or something they should have been working on phantom they definitely would have got interest hey sometimes it's the right idea at the at, at the right time robin hood is close to arrow there's a new robin hood movie already coming out i think it has jamie fox in it timings everything uh you could have uh you know went to the uh you, you could have went to the box into the data and this this property would have emerged as overdue for a uh a, another interpretation another attempt again king arthur goes through this every so many years robin hood goes through this so, so many years whatever like phantom needs a dracula needs a you know th- this is one of the baselines for the 31 days of dread every time we talk about these really old horror movies and these really old horror characters we bring this up we bring up the interpretations and and the amount of times that we've seen them on screen and which ones are maybe the most effective or the best and look phantom an adult version of phantom awesome now this movie shot so well it shot it's lit uh dwight h little is our director he later went on to do um uh, like just TV, he became like a TV guy. So he's still working today, and it this is cool because his career again, it's the definition of a career director. He, that doesn't mean he needs to be Steven Spielberg. It just means that you continue to work in your craft and and your dynamic. You can work in different genres, uh, lengths, types, personalities, production crews, schedules. Like these are all the things you can you can control as a director. Uh, he used this movie as a wonderful, wonderful premise, like uh, yeah, like a premise for uh, suggesting what he was capable of, and he and people saw it and hired him, and he continues to work today. So bravo to Dwight H. Little, you are a hero. You're one, you're the the membrane that holds it all together within Hollywood. I'm sorry, uh, he deserves a big shout out. And look, there is nothing else to say about the importance of attempts like this because it's so easy for us to um take people who take a chance like we take these people who take a chance for granted how many times can i say take in one sentence but we usually you know like we don't realize when there's like a true um attempt 
okay and this this is absolutely one of them so getting into like the shot so it's all like this movie has like the visual identification the visual tropes of phantom of the opera and one of the 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 focused scenes is like this grand masquerade party where the phantom kind of like now he can go out he can go out into the world he can do again teenage from the ninja turtles <laughs> so many other properties have done this exact thing okay it's like oh it's halloween i don't have to put my mask on so he, there's this ball okay there's this uh, okay and he goes to this masquerade ball and it's in this movie okay and the way how dwight shoots it it's a very small room yeah, it's a small enough room to fit a crane in, or big enough room to fit a crane in. And if you focus on the stairway, okay, during this scene, you can see the stairway five or six times from five or six separate angles with different things uh, like facing you, the viewer. Like between, uh, like he does, he does like the acreage, like the foreground, meaning there's four layers of things, and he he makes it interesting. He, it's hard to catch, but it's there. And it's again, it's it's a symbol of true filmmaking. Okay, we we view filmmaking a lot of times as like the big stuff, the action things. But no, filmmaking is subtle. Filmmaking is when you know what character of the screen, like you know what side of the screen the characters are. It's not like characters always being on the left versus always being on the right. There's there's a cutting and editing and in a shot description of conversations and these are the subliminal things that happen that we don't realize are happening while we're watching the movie now good directors do this they um they learn to do it it's a craft you don't do it instinctively because what we see people do instinctively um is kind of our day 28 ghastly's ghastly's is a more of an instinctual movie and it breaks it breaks because it doesn't have a visual flow there is no visual line work throughout the movie can it improve with practice a hundred percent but but there is a crap to be learned and the people who learn it have to work within the system for so long and you're taught it and this 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 movie is it's it, it is that right down to like to the bone and so what happens like i don't know that i didn't do too much research to know what other people said say about this movie now but it definitely like you know freddy krueger was just on the the goldberg show you know, the or like the gold scenes it's, it's some nostalgic show i i don't watch but i know his he re he <laughs> they got him back to do freddy he probably got a really good payday for it and you know it's all over social media it's like oh freddy's back played by robert like england okay great but what about this movie what about his best performance what about him really being an actor and not just a guy in makeup because that's what that's what we view freddy as we again maybe we're simplifying it maybe we're taking a lot of it for granted but at the end of the day his work in this movie tells us how good of an actor he is but look with that being said thank you again for joining me you know how to support me links are in this description there's actual physical links on soundcloud you can donate you can fund you can help me out there are so many ways to fund the original content created by me peter a deluca your boy and look we got two days left i am excited bride of frankenstein a Netflix series, The House 
<laughs> the haunting. Oh my god, the house on Haunted Hill. Oh jeez, I, I I am uh, I'm getting a brain fart because it's been remade like twice. But anyway, we have a lot coming. I love you all. Thanks for joining me. And look, hey, we get, we do have Mark coming. I'm teasing Mark a lot because <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to sit down and do like a four-hour discussion. But hey, have a great day, and hey, happy Halloween. Dream Warriors, it is day 29, and we're continuing um, the thread of classic Universal Horror Monsters. Now, this isn't exactly the original, okay? The original is a silent movie. It's a 1925... Uh, wow, everyone, we're talking about a classic character. This character is a tale as old as time, if, uh, for lack of a better term. But it's the fame of the opera, and this is the 90s version of it, starring Freddy Krueger, Robert England. England, I'm sorry, England, not England. Everyone, welcome.